Life has so many seasons, all the good and all the bad too. With it, the relationship we have with ourselves and our wellness runs up and down. When we find that delicate balance of living life well and having wellness in our life, things have a way of falling into place. This podcast is about helping busy women achieve and maintain wellness in their life, to move and feel better as yourself, in your own skin, no matter what season of life you are in. You deserve that. That's why we believe that wellness is living well from the inside out together. And now your host, Barbara Kaplan. What's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday. I'm so excited because tomorrow is Thanksgiving and I don't know what everyone is doing for the holidays this year, but I know for myself, I am all COVID tested up (laughs) and Pass with flying colors, and I get to go home and see my family. And I'm so excited because I have not, you know, given my parents a hug in a long time. And that will be so nice for me. And just to sit by the fire and have a glass of wine with my mom and my dad and my sister and my brother will be so nice. But um, in terms of that, I wanted to talk to you guys today about the role that alcohol plays. So I'm not going to tell you and sit here and tell you that alcohol doesn't affect your goals, um, whether that's your ability for strength training, whether it's fat loss, whether it's the body composition changes that you want, nothing like that. It's, it is, right? Alcohol is usually that one spot that people struggle with because everyone loves it, but nobody knows how to actually incorporate it into their goals. I'm going to give you some tips. I'm going to tell you what exactly happens in your body when you have alcohol in it, how it is actually processed in your body, where it goes, what happens, what goes first, what your body does with it when it has it, and everything like that. And I'm going to give you some tips on how to cut back maybe or how to actually work it into your daily, not hopefully not daily life, but work it into your life so that we can not just say that we want to cut back, but actually do it and actually give you something to take action on, which I think is huge. And that's something that when I'm coaching someone, we give actionable items, not just saying something. We talk through how to actually do something. And that's so important. So I'm excited for this episode. And here we go. So ethanol, when we talk about alcohol, we're going to talk about ethanol. And ethanol is formed by the fermentation of plants and specifically the ones that have dense sources of carbohydrates. So this would be barley, corn, wheat, fruit. And when we think about how we digest ethanol, we're digesting it as a carbohydrate. So when I think about how to incorporate alcohol into my daily life and my macronutrients, I'm thinking about how to incorporate it as a carbohydrate. Now, I'm not wanting, or I don't want you guys, and I don't personally say, okay, I'm gonna have all of my carbohydrate grams today be alcohol. No, 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 no. We're gonna get into that a little bit deeper, but I'm gonna tell you that ethanol has seven calories per gram, and zero nutrient values. However, fat has nine calories per gram and a ton of nutrient value. 
and both protein and carbohydrates have four calories per gram and again a ton of nutrient value so you can't swap the two but i will say that ethanol has seven calories per gram so when we're thinking about drinks and we're thinking about drinking straight like i'm not talking about adding in the mixers that turn a 90 calorie vodka shot into a 780 calorie long island iced tea because that is what the average long island iced tea is which is like so crazy but i'm not talking about that i'm talking about the seven calories per gram of just straight alcohol so while there's seven calories per gram of ethanol but there's nine calories per gram of fat again they don't switch one out for the other because the values are different and what we need to think about is the empty calories that we're having with our alcohol or our ethanol so when we think about absorption in the body it's obviously dependent on what we've eaten recently and i do want to talk through this a little bit because i'm sure we've all had those nights where we have a couple glasses of wine or cocktails and we're like oh shoot I forgot to eat dinner and I better get some food in me before number three goes down the hatch because um, I'm not feeling good right now and I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, right? And then you have those nights where you don't really feel much because your body has food already in it and it's already metabolizing the food. And when you put the alcohol into it, it takes just a little bit longer for your body to really re to realize what's going on. So ethanol is absorbed in the liver and is about 90% metabolized. And so the other 10-ish or so percent that isn't metabolized goes right into your bloodstream. Okay, so when there's food that's blocking that, you're going to get a little bit less into the bloodstream. And our livers, as some of us know, love alcohol. And when our livers get ethanol, into it it uses it as a source of fuel first before anything else so if you're drinking on an empty stomach there's nothing else in there that's working against the ethanol which is why when you drink on an empty stomach you feel drunker quicker because more of it's going into the bloodstream however if you are if you have some food in there or if you're eating while you're drinking this may help to minimize that amount just a little bit but having ethanol in your system changes the way your body burns fat and actually the way it burns anything. Our bodies are literally, they're not equipped with the storage capacity for handling alcohol and for our livers to actually metabolize, process, and um, get rid of alcohol. So your body's immediate priority when it senses that ethanol is coming into it is to dispose of it, get rid of it, whatever it can do. So when you drink, your body's more focused on breaking down alcohol instead of burning fat, and it's burning the seven calories of ethanol before it burns anything else in there. So before it burns the nine calories of fat, before it burns the four calories of protein and the four calories of carbohydrates, it is burning and focusing on the ethanol because it is not equipped to handle it. And I don't want you to think, oh, but I'd rather, I'd rather it burn the seven calories of ethanol before it burns the four calories of protein. That's because it's not the same. Ethanol, like I said earlier, doesn't do anything in your body besides want to get out of it. <laughs> 
but protein and carbohydrates do like they do provide us with the proper energy they do provide us with the proper fuel for our bodies to function at our top and at our best so I don't want it to be about the calories again, but I do want you to know that when your body is fighting to burn off ethanol, nothing else is happening, right? So that's where the assumptions of alcohol make us fat or alcohol, you know, gives us a belly or a beer belly or whatnot. That's where that's coming from because a lot of the times these people that have the beer guts are constantly drinking so their body is not finding a time to burn off everything else. It's just burning off the alcohol until it can't anymore, until it's like, okay, I'm tired, I'm done, right? So in terms of how it plays the role of body composition with that, it's understanding and assuming that drinking too much alcohol is going to increase your body fat and that's not necessarily the case but adding alcohol to someone's usual food intake does lead to weight gain because they aren't making any adjustments so when you have a 2000 calorie diet and you have four glasses of wine for three nights right so you have 2000 calories on four nights of the week and you end up adding in four glasses of wine three other days which is 600 calories you go from having your 2000 calorie diet four times a week to having 2600 calories three times a week and then you wonder where the weight gain comes from and you're like oh i'm only drinking a couple of times a week i don't know what it is well that's what it is you're adding in 1800 calories a week which in turn is over a half of a pound okay um, and that does lead, obviously, to changes in body composition. So we just want to th- talk and think about how to cut back and not to substitute calories for carbohydrates, but rather maybe you just don't have that extra piece of bread if you want to have a glass of wine. So think in those terms, like where can you cut back on carbohydrates that might not be serving your body the purpose that it needs so that you can add in that glass of wine for the 125 calories. So am I telling you to stop drinking? Hell no. (laughs) I had a drink last night. I'd be lying if I said I don't drink or I intend to stop anytime soon, even though I'm trying to always make my body better and feel stronger and lift heavier. I'm not stopping drinking because of that. So if you are one of the 70% of the aged population that drinks and you enjoy it and you're responsible, do it. But am I telling you that drinking and adding ethanol into your body is going to kind of make your weight loss goals, your lean muscle gain goals, your fat loss goals harder? Yeah, I am. But let's talk about tips to work around that. So I have four different tips for you. The first one I wanted to bring you is my favorite. And this is the one I always start with when I'm working with clients that are struggling and they just need a quick fix. Not a quick fix in the sense of like losing weight quick, quick, but they need a quick action item for them to take. So my first one is always always have a water with a drink. 
So don't allow yourself to have a second glass of alcohol. So if you're having one glass of wine, you have to finish your 12 ounce glass of water before you move on to your second glass of wine. Okay, so you have both with you and you can drink them however you want. You can have your wine in one gulp. I don't care how you drink it. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you how to drink. Um, But you can have your glass of wine in one gulp and 20 gulps, whatever you wanna do. But you cannot have another glass until you finish that water, okay? This will, first off, help you fight the dehydration that alcohol gives you. So ethanol will dehydrate your body and you can combat it with water in, in real time. Um, instead of chugging water during the night or the next morning when you don't feel good, you can combat it in real time. And it will also help you feel fuller. So maybe you will drink one less drink during the week or one less drink at night. And that will be a game changer in and of itself. And um, that brings me into number two is to cut back one drink a week. So one drink. So let's say you're having five drinks a week. And let's say you have one glass of wine every weeknight, for example. Just pick one night during the week where you don't have a glass of wine. And let me just break this down for you so you can actually hear it and maybe see it for yourself on how impactful this will be. So you have five drinks a week and we're gonna do five ounce glasses of wine, which let's be real, nobody actually pours five ounces. And when they do at restaurants, I get mad. (laughs) I'm like, are you really just giving me that half glass of wine? But it's actually the proper portion in five ounces. So if we're doing five ounces of wine, five nights a week, one glass, we're doing 650 calories of wine alone during that week. So when we multiply that by 52 weeks, we get about 40,000 calories a year. So that in and of itself is 10 pounds extra a year, okay? And that is, of course, five ounces. As I said, we don't always do five ounces. We probably more so pour eight ounces, seven to eight ounces when we pour a glass of wine, especially with those big suckers that we have now for wine glasses. So extra 10 pounds a year. Now, if we cut out one glass a week, we're down with the math, we're down to seven and a half pounds a year. So I will take those two and a half pounds any day, any day, if it means just giving up one glass for the week. The third tip I wanted to bring you is to stick to less sugary alcohol and lower calorie options. So vodka, whiskey, tequila are all really great options and you can mix them with some seltzer water and lime or lemon. Um, I also like to get maybe a little fancy and add in some raspberries or other cut up fruit. And you can also, the tip here is to make sure that your shot glass, when you're pouring your clear vodka or clear whiskey or clear tequila is to use the shot glass so that you're actually tracking what you're drinking because sometimes when you're pouring a shot, if we don't use the shot glass, we're gonna end up pouring more than the one and a half ounces that we need in that call that it calls for. So when you pour two drinks at two, maybe 2.2 ounces, you're actually not having two drinks, you're having closer to three or four drinks. And the last 
tip I have for you guys today is to make a plan for the following morning to exercise, to do something that will maybe help you at night, not stay up all night and have a reason for maybe not drinking that other glass of wine and cutting back. So I love doing this. I do this often on the weekends. um, Well, of course, like back when life was good and we could do things and leave our house. I loved going to the gym on Saturdays and Sundays in the morning. Like I would make sure I signed up for a class and hopefully it was a class that was gonna charge me if I didn't show up. So that was the way to keep me accountable and getting my cheap ass to the gym was to charge me $15 if I no-showed or um, if I canceled late on the class. So I would make sure I was there. And the night before, I would make sure I was in bed with enough time to sleep and prepare myself and hydrate myself for the workout so that I was holding myself accountable and I wasn't the one that was out at the bar till two at night. I was home at 11 a.m., which is um, how I used to you know, live my life is go out and <laughs> drink a little, then come home and go to bed and go to the gym in the morning. But now I'm just at home drinking and going to bed and working out in my living room. So um, if you can relate to that, I would try and do that. I would maybe schedule a virtual training with someone, like your trainer that will hold you accountable so you show up to your session the following morning. Even if it's in your house, you have to get out of bed and you have to work out. So the night before, when you get a reminder about your session in the morning, you're like, all right, maybe I should switch to some water and chill on the wine, if that makes sense. But That's what I got for you today, and I don't want anyone to leave this podcast feeling like they didn't get their questions answered or they didn't get enough information. So please, if you have any questions, please send me an email, barbara at bcapfitness.com. I will link it in the podcast notes so you can shoot me an email or follow me on Instagram at bcapfit. And yeah, I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for being here. We are beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It is our mission to help women believe they are beautiful, deserving, and strong every day. We would be so grateful if you could share this episode with your friends and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Until next time, love you guys.